his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. What on earth is driving Robert F. Kennedy's support among voters under 45, including a huge slice of voters under 30? Is this real or do you see this as an outlier? A little bit of real, a lot of outlier, but the word I'm going to use, maybe two words, protest and disgust. Uh-huh. And what I, and I'll st- uh, disgust in the sense that if you also look at the polling there, um, a large chunk of the American public, um, is, including in these, sw- these swing states, is not too thrilled about seeing a, a Trump-Biden lineup again mm-hmm. and, and really don't like either of them at this point and are looking for somebody else. And gets to my second word, protest, is that given the fact that they don't like the prospect of a Biden-Trump contest, in some sense they're looking somewhere else. How much of this is a protest vote now to say we don't like you know, above? Um, how much is the fact that they don't know a lot about um, um, you know Bobby Kennedy Jr.? I don't know, but yeah. I, I do think a lot of it is 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 reflecting the fact that. And, and when I talked to Tommy in the morning, also the same thing. A, a lot of people just are not thrilled to see a a, a rematch of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Great. So uh, Robert F. Kennedy initially was running in the Democratic primary. He's made the decision. His campaign has made the decision to run as an independent rather than primary the incumbent president. Why do you think they did that? I think a couple of reasons. First is that his chances of being able to do well within the Democratic Party were probably probably fairly low at this point in terms of taking on Biden. Biden, despite the fact that most Democrats don't want him, he's what, what the devil you know as opposed to the devil you don't. Um, so that's one. Two, by going the independent route, um, assuming he can get across all the hurdles, and there's a lot of them, to get on the ballot across the country, he's assured of being on the ballot. Um, and and at least in his mind, he thinks, okay, maybe I now have a chance if I'm at least on the general election ballot. Can I actually do? Can I actually do something? I'll go in a I'll go in a wild direction. Maybe maybe he's hoping that he can I don't know by threatening to run as a third party candidate. Can he I don't know get some concessions from Biden or get some concessions from Trump? I don't know. But I think mostly it's the fact that by running outside the Democratic Party, um, he he has the opportunity to actually be on the ballot and to leverage some influence. I, uh, Professor, generally am I'm not a big fan of voting third party in presidential elections as a protest vote. I've done it in the past. I don't expect I'll do it again in the future. I'm all for independent candidates running for any office they like, but I would prefer to vote for someone in a presidential election who's been an independent in politics for a long time. Like maybe they were a, you know, independent member of Congress or independent governor or some other office holder who 
ascended through the ranks as opposed mm-hmm. to someone like uh, Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz or Andrew Yang or, frankly, Donald Trump. These billionaires who just want to jump into the highest office in the land without ever having faced voters before. Does such an independent even exist that has a political pedigree that's, you know, online with somebody like Joe Biden, for example? Well, I'm not sure it does at this point. You know, obviously it gets back to the question of, you know, what do we mean in terms of, you know, pedigree or qualification? I mean, there are rumors, depending on where you want to go here, that the Joe Manchin, who is the the Mm -hmm. senator, you know, from from West Virginia, um, has Mm -hmm. moved from Democrat to independent in rumors he's running. But what you're getting at here is in in your comment here, has there somebody been been somebody like maybe like a Ross Perot a generation ago who's, who's never really been? A, a party member and 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 wants to run because they don't line up the way they are. Um, there might be somebody out there, but but getting the name recognition, having the resources um, to be able to to mount an effective campaign um, um, are, 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 are quite difficult at this point. The way I sometimes describe it with the two major parties right now, think of them as two major companies, you know, I'm not going to pick on any kind of products here, but two major, you know, companies, um, and Schultz comes along and has a really good product um, that's similar to theirs. You think those two major companies are going to make it easy for Schultz's product to get on the shelf? <laughs> of course not. No. Of course not. They're going to do whatever they can to keep keep them off or something. Yeah. And given the fact that the two major parties, they write the rules regarding um, how you get on the ballot. They write the rules for third parties. They don't make life very easy in terms of, 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 of let's say, third-party candidates getting on. And therefore, it sort of forces everybody to go through, you know, um, party A or party B. I'm glad you mentioned Ross Perot. Obviously, when we look to the past, that's kind of the, the brightest example of somebody that we understood had a significant enough impact drew enough of the electorate away from the other two major candidates as to actually influence the outcome of that race. I think people would probably also point to Ralph Nader in 2000. Maybe, sure. maybe Jill Stein in 2016 peeled, enough, uh, peeled off enough people in those swing states in Wisconsin and Michigan to keep those out of Hillary's column. If you see an independent candidate in this race against Trump and Biden, I guess it depends on the candidate specifically, but I guess broadly speaking, how do you think an independent candidate is going to affect those races, those individual Trump and Biden campaigns? Well, right now, if the polling is correct from the New York Times, a Siena poll, um, it looks like Bobby Kennedy Jr. is hurting Trump a little bit more than, than Biden. And the reason why I say that is that as a rule, um, a third-party candidate like this, will, especially if the incumbent is not popular, will probably um, draw more likely to vote. The people who vote for that incumbent or vote for that third-party candidate are doing so because they don't like the incumbent. Yeah. Um, um, and, and so, in this situation here, it's the it's. It, for, for Joe Biden, I think he, he might actually be happy that Bobby Kennedy um, is running, if the polls are correct, because it's chewing a little bit more into um, dividing the support for Donald Trump as opposed to um, hurting Biden. certainly hurting both of them, but it looks like it's going to hurt Trump more because instead of people saying, well, gosh, I don't like Biden um, – the only alternative is Trump. Yeah, okay, I'll vote for Trump because I really don't like Biden. Mm-hmm. Now they can say, "Well, I don't like Biden, but gosh, um, I could vote. I could vote um, 
Kennedy or I could vote yeah. Trump. Uh, I'll, I'll go Kennedy. I'll go Kennedy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I think some of those people, are, it'll be a cold day in hell before they vote for a Democrat, but they'd be happy to vote for a former Democrat who's running as an independent. That makes sense to me. Um, I want to get yeah. back to the Democratic primary. We've got this kind of no-name congressman from Minnesota up in your neck of the woods, Dean Phillips. He's running against Biden in the Democratic primary, not based on any policy differences. His only sort of message right now is that Biden is too old and it is too great of a risk to run somebody that's over 80 years old in the general. Do you view this as a serious campaign? Does he have a shot or is he like a stalking horse for Gavin Newsom? Is he kind of paving the way and sort of sending up a signal flare to other Democrats that like, hey, this is not a done deal. We can actually have some competition in this primary campaign. Yeah, I think he's a stalking horse. I think he's hoping for history to maybe repeat itself, and I can get to do Minnesota here. Um, you know, in 1968, there was this incumbent president, Lyndon Johnson, tied to the Vietnam War. A Minnesota senator named Eugene McCarthy runs as the anti-war candidate, challenges him in in, in New Hampshire, doesn't beat him, but but gets close. And a few days later, Johnson says, well, I'm not going to run for president, and, and, and things change at that point. I think that what Phillips is going to do is exactly the same thing, hoping that he gets um, um, close enough in what really is a beauty contest in New Hampshire now for the Democrats because uh, because New Hampshire um, still wants to go first. The Democrats are not sanctioning it. They're not going to recognize those delegates because uh, it's really starting with what? I think South Carolina. Right. But and so so Biden wasn't originally on the ballot in New Hampshire. So there's a possibility that Phillips could do halfway decently as a protest vote. Whoa. Does it now create the the, the momentum? For, for him to say, I'm out, or opens it up for, you're right, Gavin Newsom, you know, who is chomping at the bit to run for president of the United States. Clearly. In fact, um, I'm, I'm hearing stories that he's out there, um, you, know, you know, giving the speeches, talking to donors, et cetera, et cetera, kind of like, you know, you, you know I describe it as he and maybe a few others are like the cars at Indianapolis 500 revving the engines, re- you know, ready for the flag to go or something like that. Um, and so that's what I think. And so if what, so here my, my scenario is, so Phillips dislodges Biden. If Newsom wins, suddenly Dean Phillips gets, I don't know, secretary of fill in the blank. <laughs> Very crafty, Mr. Phillips. Pick your cabinet position. Okay. Um, professor, can I keep you for like another 10, maybe 12 minutes? Sure. It is. Yes, I think I can go for just a few more minutes, of course. Okay, great. I'm going to step away and we'll take care of some business. And I want to come back and talk to you about Ohio at all. My guest is uh, Professor David Schultz. He's a professor of political science at Hamline University in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm Ian Hoke sitting in for Scoot. You're listening to WWL Radio. We'll be right back. Stick around. David Schultz is on the line with us. He's a professor of political science at Hamline University. Professor, thank you for sticking around. I got just two more things I want to run past you before we send you on your merry way. Uh, How do you interpret the recent election outcomes in Kentucky, Ohio and Virginia, particularly in the context of each party's outlook for the 2024 elections? What, What do we see in the tea leaves here? Well, what's interesting is if you would only pick one of them, um, I'm always hesitant when people say, well, we have one election result in some two-bit place across the country. Mm-hmm. What does it mean in terms of next year? But here, think about Ohio. Yeah. Um, Democrat um, ab- abortion wins. 
Kentucky in a state, and by the way, in Ohio, a state that Trump had won by eight points, abortion rights are protected. Um, Kentucky, a state that went overwhelmingly for, for Trump, a Democrat gets reelected governor, and in Virginia, um, a swing state where people were thinking that the Republicans are going to get um, complete, you know, trifecta, control everything. Uh-huh. The Democrats now control the legislature. If, if I'm a Democrat, I'm thinking to myself, this is a pretty good sign here that we got the issue. We got the issues in terms of, of abortion. We got the issues in terms of reproductive rights. And that may be true. However, bring it back now to the presidential race. And the problem is, even if Biden and the Democrats have the issue, I still think at the presidential level, um, it's about personality at the end of the day. That, that, that for both Trump and for Biden, it's going to come down to what? Some of where they stand on the issues, but I have to think for that race. And tell me what you think. It's all about personality. So, so the Democrats have, have, may have the issue, especially on abortion. Um, but I'll tell you a quick story for one of my students. One of my students said to me about a week ago, a couple of weeks ago, and she started off by saying, I have a grandfather who's Biden's age. And I said, okay. And she said, he has good and bad days. We all know what we mean when, when somebody says that. Yeah. She said, guess what? We only see Biden probably on his good days. And I thought, oh, my gosh, she's probably right. She's probably and, and, right. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, how much of the American public is thinking that? And Biden's difficulty is no matter – I mean, think about most presidential candidates would love to have um, the jobs reports, the economic growth that we have right now. But the public's fixated on who he is as a person. The public is fixated on who Donald Trump is as a person. That's probably why Bobby Kennedy is doing so well, because I don't think either candidate can change their image at this point. It's fixed. I agree. I agree completely. Um, Okay, last one, Professor. Uh, Do you see, given what we now know about Joe Manchin opting not to uh, run for reelection, the Senate uh, already the Senate map was already quite bad for Democrats. Do you see any chance that they hold on to 50 or 51 seats? It's pretty hard at this point. You're absolutely right. I mean, the Democrats would have to have um, almost a perfect run of the table at this point for winning absolutely everything. Um, I can see a scenario next year, again, depending on how it plays out, we flip control of the houses. Um, Democrats pick up the House. Republicans pick up the Senate. Mm-hmm. Still don't know what to say about the presidential race. Um, but but the fact that I mean, think about it now. The fact that it's so close, Trump, Trump, Biden, so close, House and Senate, in terms of where it is, that speaks to the polarization of American politics. I sometimes kid people and say we're so polarized at this point. It's almost down to the point how Harry and Louise vote on Elm Street. Um, I don't know. In, uh, in, 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 I don't know in, um, in 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 Green Bay, Wisconsin, that determines yeah. the election. Uh, that's that's how tight it is. That is wild. Okay, I'm going to let you go, Professor. I know I kept you a little bit long here, but I so appreciate your time, your work, and your way. And we'll be listening for you on Tommy Tucker Show, and we'll have you back here next time we have an opportunity here. My pleasure. Thank you, Ian. Bye. Have a blessed weekend, sir. There he goes. David Schultz is a professor of political science at Hamline University. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, mom and dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.
How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.